Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Kevin Mad Dog Mudford. Now, uh, I'm here in the radio studio with him, and I'm a little bit nervous. He's got tattoos, he's got a big goatee, he's got like the Harley Davidson headgear on, and he looks pretty mean, but apparently he's a really nice Christian evangelist bloke, so uh, welcome to History Makers. <laughs> G'day, Matt, good to be here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, uh, I was just saying to Kevin, I first heard him speak in Coffs Harbour in about 1991 when I was a young youth leader, and uh, I thought, wow, there's a real-life evangelist, I want to do that one day. And uh, I really want to say, firstly, Kevin, thank you for your tireless efforts uh, in uh, sharing the good news in Australia. And young blokes like me ended up doing stuff like what I'm doing because of blokes like you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the encouragement. <laughs> now, um, for those of you who are into YouTube, Kevin uh, is quite well known on the net. Uh, if you type in gutter to glory or prison to pulpit, you'll be able to see uh, Kevin's testimony, which is an amazing story. Uh, of being in prison, being on drugs, going through all sorts of troubles, but then fighting Christ. Uh, let's hear a bit of your story uh, first, Kev. You you, uh, you grew up in New Zealand. That must have been tough. <laughs> uh, well, I grew up in the late 60s, so that was really tough. Yeah, um, yeah I come from a, um, a post-war uh, family and uh, grew up with a father who uh, found it very difficult to show love and um, rebelled and... Uh, Hit the streets big time and um, got involved with a lot of grog and uh, petty crime, knocking stuff off. I was uh, constantly in trouble with the authorities all the time there and um, hated authority, hated life and uh, was out there searching for an answer. Mm. And then at one stage you you obviously took the law into your own, own hands too far and, and you were in prison for what, five and a half years, was it, as a teenager? Yes, I did. Uh, 15 years of age, I uh, broke out of a boys' detention centre and nearly killed a man uh, who had the keys and uh, got caught and I got sentenced to uh, borstal training in Invercargill and I uh, crisscrossed New Zealand and out of jails and uh, drink was always involved and um, no answers, no answers and uh, just kept on uh, messing my life up there and uh, yeah, five and a half years uh, went by and, uh, and I was a broken, busted teenager. Now... I went and visited a bloke out at Wakehill Prison here a few times uh, as a part of our church here at New Hope Brisbane, and we, um, we'd we sit there and talk, and the, all the blokes were in their prison browns, and they're all having their smokes, and he said to me, you know what, I can sit here at one morning tea break, and within 10 minutes, I'll know 10 more ways to break the law, 10 more ways to nick stuff, 10 more ways to break into places, 10 more ways to get drugs. Um, do you think prisons are just a breeding ground for people getting worse and worse uh, you know in their life or is there hope for rehabil- rehabilitation in prisons what what's your, what's your answer to that well the only way uh matt anyone changes is when they get the shock of their life yeah that is how people change um uh some go in there get the shock of their life and never go back again others go in there and um it's just an, another place to stay um it's not so much what happens in there matt it's when they get out yeah and uh, and and most that go in there, um, alcohol and drugs are the reason why they're in there. Mm. Of course, when they get out, they've got nothing, no money, lost contact with family, um, many are institutionalised, and uh, so it, it's so easy for them to take the uh, the cheap solution, which is uh, get wasted. 
Mm. Of course, that's what I did every time I got out of a prison. I got wasted on booze. And, uh, of course, when you drink alcohol and you're doing dope, they become bulletproof. And, uh, but of course, you know, you mess up and picked up and back in jail again. Mm. I actually just went to a, a funeral recently of a young guy. Uh, the guy I used to visit in prison, actually. And uh, the prison chaplain got up and spoke. And uh, he said, sadly, I go to a lot of these funerals. And uh, a lot of these guys just end up on a downward spiral. He said, but every now and then, one of my guys will get it. And they will get the shock of their life. They will. The, the light will come on. And they'll get on the right path. And he actually said, that's why I'm here today, because a bloke cared for me when I was young. And now that's why I'm a prison chaplain. Well, that's right, Matt. I mean, uh, I was in seven New Zealand jails. And uh, I would never have heard the message of salvation, John three sixteen, had I not went to prison. Mm, mm. And even though I was brought up as a Catholic, it was behind bars that I got, uh, because you're searching for answers, so you go to any, everybody wants to help you. And uh, so it was behind prison bars in New Zealand there that I heard the message that Jesus Christ loved people like me. Mm. And but, how did you respond to that? What did you do? Well, it took uh, 11 years, Matt, you know, and uh, like a lot of us, we come to the end of the road there. And uh, But it gave me hope. I was, I was greatly uh, influenced by, you know, books by like uh, Nicky Cruz, Run Baby Run. Anybody had a, a prison testimony that I heard of in those places um, that had found Jesus Christ really got to me. But, you know, you can read as many books as you want. You've still got to get out and walk the walk, you know. And, uh, of course, in the end, I found someone... Uh, my own brother had found Jesus Christ, who had the same background to me, and uh, through his salvation, I saw the way out. But really, for me, um, I was a chronic drunk, and uh, and uh, Kevin Mad Dog Mother could not change unless I put the cork back in the bottle. Yeah. And when I did that, that's when change started. Mm. Because of Jesus, he's the way, the truth, and the life. He had a plan for my life, and... Uh, I've been employed since, and uh, he gave me an extended family, and uh, which I still love hanging out with today. And tell me, um, what did you do for ministry then? Did you go straight into being an evangelist straight away, or h- how did you? Uh, what doors opened for you? Well, that's right. You know, I laugh about it all, and uh, you know, God's got a job for all of us to do, and He called me to be an evangelist, and uh, I started street preaching, Matt, down the town, clock with an amplifier, and uh, chase people up the street with the Bible, and uh, <laughs> uh, I did it all. And um, you know, I was so enthusiastic, and uh, and I'm still enthusiastic today. But back then, man, I was just going for it because it was a whole new world for me, and. Uh, but uh, my ministry is amongst my own kind, and uh, and God opened up doors for me up and down New Zealand, and uh, um, in jails, boys' homes, detention centres, gang members, drug addicts, alcoholics, you you name it. Um, he has taken me to that crowd, you know, and uh, because you always relate to your own kind too, you know. So that's always been my uh, uh, fishing hole that the Lord led me to. You know, we uh, had an interview on History Makers recently with the guy they call the machine gun preacher. Oh, I don't right. know if you heard of him. I have heard of yeah, him, yes. Yeah, Sam Childers. And yes. uh, he talks about how he goes and rides with the Hells Angels and rides with, you know, all these uh, these different bikey groups, you know, wears the leathers, and, and they respect him as an original bikey. Yes. Because he was around when it all started. And sure, he's a Christian now and a preacher, but he reaches his own kind. Yes. Do you get involved with that in Australia? Do you, do you hang around with bikies and, and how, do, how, do, how, do they, how do they respond to you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Actually, I, I ride a Harley Davidson. I have an electric glide uh, um, Harley Davidson and uh, classic. And uh, I live in a purple bus and, uh, you know, and I, <laughs> I look like a biker. And, um, you know, yeah, I was uh, a patch member of the tribe of Judah for 18 months. So we went out on their, on their poker runs and, uh, I mix with that crowd out there and, uh, you know, so, um, but 
prevention's better than cure. I, I much rather uh, reach those guys before they get into that kind of scene there. It's not easy to reach them once they're in that kind of scene. But, uh, yeah, I went on their poker runs and we'd go down to their clubhouses and uh, drink Coke and hang out with them down there. And uh, But it's a pretty tough sort of a world in there while they're still doing what they're doing, you know. Excuse my ignorance, but what's a poker run? A poker run's just um, a way motorcycle clubs uh, raise money, you know. Oh, yeah. You go to about five different hotels and get given a card and the one that scores the highest number in the cards uh, gets a prize. Oh, right. You okay. pay to go in it. Yep. So it's a... It's a Called a poker run. Yep, yep, yeah. okay. And uh, there's lots of talk in the news at the moment about all the bikies in Australia. Uh, lots of drama going on and, and talk about whether they should be uh, made illegal and things like that. You got any uh, opinions on that for us you want to share? Or? Nah, bro, I just, I, uh, John 316, I just love everybody. Uh, I don't care who they are, up and outs, down and outs, uh, bikers. I mean, uh, I was at a a, uh, a home fellowship meeting the other night and there was a copper there, you know, and uh, I had to blink twice and thought, well, I've got to love him too. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, no, I'm, I'm all for the down and out of the outcast and uh, I have no problems with any of them at all. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, everybody needs Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've um, preached in, you know, street malls, you've preached in churches and conferences all over the place and um, last year, you actually had a, a life-threatening experience uh, at the end of a sermon. Tell us about that. I really did, Matt. It was the most uh, horrific, traumatic experience of my life there. I was uh, down in Newcastle, Morissette, uh, and I got invited to go along and speak at a, an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting in a Salvation Army drug rehab. I'd spoken in AA for many, many years about Jesus Christ and uh, thought nothing of it that night. Just that It was another opportunity to talk to about 30 men. I went to the rehab centre on that Saturday night, spoke and shared my life story, and uh, it was nothing out of the ordinary. And uh, uh, But as I was walking out of the meeting that night, March last year, there was a, a man outside, schizophrenic, who was hearing voices, thought I was a devil, and he came straight up behind me with a house brick there and smashed me five times over the head. I went straight down, unconscious, smashed the front of my skull. He proceeded to come in to finish me off. But praise the Lord, there was two other uh, patients there who managed to pull him off and uh, ring the ambulance. And I was uh, flown, actually I was flown by a helicopter to John Hunter Hospital with a brain injury, eye permanently blurred. Uh, so I was in a big mess and um, 10 days in John Hunter Hospital and, uh, you know, uh, Matt never wanted to preach again. Mm. I'm talking big time discouragement there and uh, I couldn't even walk to the toilet. I had walking sticks and... Uh, uh, my balance was all mucked up there, and, uh, and I was a total mess. And uh, as you'd have seen by the photographs here, not a pretty sight. Oh. So, uh, yeah, horrific, horrific, horrific experience in my life there. And uh, it took me quite a while to come right. And uh, But as I started to come right, um, you know, the old fire got on me again there, and I'm back out sharing Jesus Christ and uh, and preaching the good news. I'm, my eyes still permanently blurred, and... Uh, and obviously, you know, that my wife had to go through it all. She got the phone call, no one wants to get 11 o'clock at night, you know. And, uh, yeah, so um, it was the closest I'd come to death. And, um, well, I could put it, Jesus spoke to me and Jesus said this to me. Son, you're in the right place at the right time with the right message. You just paid a price for the gospel. And, uh, and I just can't all join Matt, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't wish it upon anybody out there. But it was a privilege to survived it. And it gives me another story to tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just mentioned that scripture from uh, the book of James, you know, count it all joy when you go through trials because it develops perseverance and character and uh, faith, uh, you know. So you've obviously gone through a time where you thought, let's give it all up, this is this is terrible. But 
somehow you're back doing the same thing again, even though you went through that horrible persecution. Do you, do you think you're stronger and, and better now in the way you present the gospel? Like, are you, yeah. Has it improved you as a person? Oh, well, it does, you see. I mean, um, it, it shows you it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm more wary. Obviously, I'm more careful. Um, I watch my back. Um, I'm thinking ahead. Um, yeah, it's maybe more passionate, more sharper. Uh, but the big thing is that, um, you know, it was a schizophrenic who did it to me. He was off his medication. But I, I, I pick up a paranoid schizophrenic once a week on a sad day, and I spend an hour and a half with him and counsel him. So um, the testimony is that um, the Lord said he'll make up for the years that the locusts have eaten away, and, and the locusts got in there for a little while there. And uh, But, I mean, the Apostle Paul was bashed. Yeah. The disciples were crucified. And I guess I just relax uh, past that in the understanding that um, it was Satan trying to destroy the ministry. And he hit me in the place where I was most effective. And, you know... Uh, I've heard. I read a book a while back called "The Heavenly Man" by Brother Yun. Mm. I don't know if you've read it, but absolutely yes. life changing. It's like the Book of Acts. This guy in China, he was locked up in prison, had his legs smashed, mm. beaten so much that his family came to visit him and said, "Sorry, this is the wrong man." Mm. And they said, "No, no, that's him. That he's just been beaten up and mm. uh, went through horrible persecution." Yet he saw so many miracles and people saved and leading this revival in the house churches in in uh, in China yes and like he he basically says you know if you're not getting persecuted for your faith what are you doing yes. you know if yes. you're not getting bashed up and persecuted and and going through troubles then you're probably a comfortable christian you're probably lukewarm yes and uh you know so i guess that's the, that's the thing you know you're you're out there doing it You've got to pay a price every now and then for it, don't you? Well, you do. Well, see, I've been preaching in Alcoholics Anonymous meetings now for 24 years. Yeah. And that's philosophy in there. And a great program, but uh, you still got you still got to have Jesus, you know. Yeah. And I've, I've spoken to tens of thousands of alcoholics all around New Zealand, right around Australia. Um, I'd go into those places and share who my higher power is, Jesus Christ, you yeah. know. And, uh, of course, the devil don't want you going on there. Yeah. Now, there might be people listening that are struggling with alcohol or with drugs or prison issues or, you know, going through stuff in their life like that. Um, what is the good news that you bring? Tell us, tell us the hope that you have. Well, the hope that I have is that, um, really, I mean, uh, the Bible says in, 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 uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things become new. Um, without bubble bashing everybody else out there that, um, you know, I was ready to, to change. And uh, Scripture says, A steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, and His mercies are new every morning. And I've found in my nearly 28 years of a Christian ministry, it doesn't matter where I end up, God is always there for me. Mm. Whether I feel good, feel bad, have a good day, whatever it is, whether I'm broke, rich, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Jesus Christ has been there for me every day of that nearly 28 years, you know. And I've had some rough days, you know, mm. and uh, but he's always there, you know. And I just encourage anybody out there that um, put your trust in Jesus. I know it might sound cliche. Keep it simple. Keep the main thing, the main thing there. The big thing, if I was to say anything to anybody out there, don't stop fellowshipping. I meet lots of Christians who have, have struck potholes in the road and they stop fellowshipping, you know. I've gone to church when I've hated listening to the speaker. I've gone to church when I've, I've, I haven't want to get out of bed. 
but I put my trousers on and I go to church, put my backside down there and sit down there and just listen, you know. So I'm a great believer in fellowshipping with the saints no matter how you feel. That's the key to victory. Mm. Well, mate, I reckon you're a history maker and uh, I've just been so inspired to hear your story. Uh, like I said, when I first heard you when I was a young fella, um, I thought, wow, I want, I want to be an evangelist like that guy one day. And, uh, you know, I do it through the radio and through my church and I speak in schools and stuff. But um, it's all because of guys like you. Uh, and I, I really want to thank you for uh, the uh, input you've had in my life over the years, even though you don't even know me. But uh, it's really good to uh, to hear your story. And even after going through such a tough time last year that you've got yourself back together and you're in and on the road again. And uh, if people want you to speak at their churches or schools or ministries anywhere, um, uh, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, just uh, email me. Uh, it's just uh, kevinmudford at hotmail.com. That'll be on my YouTube there anyway, and uh, kevinmudford at hotmail.com. That's right. And if you go to youtube.com and you type in gutter to glory or prison to pulpit or Kevin Mad Dog Mudford, they'll be able to find uh, your clips on there with your testimony, which is just awesome. Uh, so, mate, thank you so much for that. We'll have a link to those details from the History Makers website. And, uh, mate, it's really good to, uh, to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Pastor Matt. God bless. That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.